Welcome to the Podcrastinators, episode 44, and today's guests are two country bumpkins from the small rural town of Waiuku, trying to make it in the big city. Together, this dynamic duo are better known as Tough Tiger Fist, New Zealand's next favourite comedy music duo. I'm not sure what it is with New Zealand and comedy duo musical type people. We have a few, but maybe not as good as these two. A frequent performer in the Auckland comedy scene, they have performed alongside the likes of Paul Ego, Nick Rado, Tavida Manakir, known for their catchy songs, high-energy performances, and dark sense of humour. Tough Tiger Fist has amassed a cult following of loyal fans, better than what we've been able to do. Apparently, they clearly have real questionable taste in music. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Ben Cleland and Matt Parker, better known as Tough Tiger Fist. Hey, welcome. Thanks so much for having us. It's good to have you here. So my first question, just for um, the benefit of our overseas listeners, we do have a few maybe, uh, hopefully our Auckland listeners will know the answer, but where's Waiuku? What's it like growing up in Waiuku? So um, Waiuku, it's it's about an hour's drive southwest of, um, of Auckland City. So it's um, middle of nowhere. It's sort of, it's, basically across the Monaco Harbour. So um, there's nothing really past Waiuku. So you, you don't really go there to go anywhere. You, you, you sort of have to have a reason. Um, and there's not really much of a good reason to um, visit. Yeah, it's out on the wops. It's it's home to New Zealand's oldest continually licensed pub, uh, which is the Kentish. I, do, I have to say continually licensed because actually uh, if it's just oldest pub, uh, Waiuku gets beat by another, by another pub somewhere. Uh, and uh, I read on the internet that it was supposed to be New Zealand's most haunted town, but I I have no really? I have nothing to back that that factoid up. Was that a Wikipedia type fact or a, or a Waiuku type fact? I, th- I think more like a you know stuff comment section type fact, like you know, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, hmm. yeah, I think it's more of a diss. <laughs> is uh, um is is Spooker's in Waiuku or yes. on the way to Waiuku? In, um, it's on the way. It's on. It's in King Seat. So yeah, it's between um, Karaka and Waiuku. So so yeah. So mm. kind of is, kind of isn't, but it's not too far. You know, maybe that contributes to the rumors. Yeah, maybe. Mm. And yeah, people from Waiuku are just weird. Like it's like any small town. You know, you've got your stereotypical sort of people. Uh, like, yeah, and um, not much else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got like a pub. There's yeah, a playground. There's a gas station. There's a vintage railway. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, another reason to go. But that is cool. I didn't know about that. This is just <laughs> this is just uh, the Waiuku plug. Now we're just promoting Waiuku. Yeah, yeah uh, we've got a steel mill, uh, which with a nice lookout that you can look at uh, industrial factory. Is that oh, like the along Rupert. the beach where you can see the steel mill? That's pretty, and the Black Sand Beach. And everything. Yeah, yeah, Black Sand Beach. Yeah, yeah, carry yeah, time. You can enjoy the views while you just watch the steel mill just pollute the earth. Just, just, just burn away. Awesome. Just love it. Yeah, yeah. It is a fact for you. Is about um, twelve years ago when I first moved to Auckland. We had no idea where we wanted to live. We actually went looking at houses in Waiuku. Oh, mm. we could. and almost bought one. 
Could have been neighbors. <laughs> well, oh, I, that's right. I that, uh, you know, Waiuku Pukkali, the Franklin area is sort of where to buy now because, you know, it's, yeah. it's close-ish to, you know, to Auckland. You know, you can get there in sort of an hour, hour and a half on the motorway. Uh, and so it's close-ish, uh, but, uh, you know, far enough away to be cheap, close enough that people are still interested in going there. So, yeah. The interesting thing was when I was talking to the homeowners, because it was like a quarter-acre site or something, they had chickens. And I said, ah, oh, I assume the chickens will be going with you. And they turned around and went, oh, well, if that's if that's the difference between closing the deal or not, we are willing to leave them. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I had chickens now with the egg shortage. I'd be a yeah, god. You'd be it. I'd like... be a god. <laughs> you'd be unstoppable. <laughs> no, you and those twelve eggs that you get. Yeah. I know. Imagine the whole cartons. Heck and say royal oak. Oh, do you just imagine countdown would be banging on my door? Every day there's a new shortage of something. Oh, no, it's unreal, isn't it? So yeah. do either of you actually still live in Waiuku or have you flown the nest? No, both of our parents still live in Waiuku. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, we both I, – I live in Papatoetoe now and Matthew – Yeah, I live in Onihanga, so – Yeah. Cool. And, uh, yeah, awesome. we're going to give away our exact residential address over the internet for all <laughs> That's time. right. It's <laughs> – Anywhere. What could go wrong? <laughs> we could talk about real estate for ages because, you know, it's Auckland, but let's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, there isn't much of it left now because most of it's been washed away. Mm. That's true. Mm. Just the nice bits, just from your era, you know. Down <laughs> <laughs> here in Papatoto, we were fine. <laughs> no, we were as well. We didn't see, no, we didn't get nothing, luckily. Matt, did you have you had a bit of trouble? Did you? Yeah, yeah. Onihanga was quite bad. Um, it's just because it's so close to the yeah to the harbour. But um, yeah, just just the um, downstairs of my unit flooded, but um, yeah. we managed to sort that out. It's you know it smells a bit gross, but it's you know it's better than most that mm. you know had problems with flooding. So we're quite lucky. Yeah, Matt and I. I was meant to go over to his place to practice music on Friday night, and then halfway through, because of the weather warning, uh, my wife was saying, you're not going out in this weather, you've got to come home, it's not safe. So I cancelled on poor Matt, and then I went down to the train station, trains were cancelled, so I had to sheepishly ask Matt, can you, can you me up again? Well, I, I offered, I offered, you didn't even ask. Matt, Matt, did the, <laughs> Matt, Matt was the bigger person and picked me up, and we had this white knuckle ride uh, in his little Mazda Excella through the big puzzles, dodging tree branches and... Yeah. Um, other cars and then we got back to his place yeah. and it was completely flooded and yeah. spent the night bailing it out did not practice any of our music then no night. no it was disgusting yeah it was absolutely I thought the, thing to come the weather up. might have inspired some songs no 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 no, no. no. <laughs> traumatic right now yeah. maybe in a few years yeah yeah so we're on the subject to you guys so how did you guys actually meet Oh, uh, we actually went to high school together. I mean, mm. yeah, it's given because we yeah live in the same town. Um, but yeah, we, we sort of we, we we sat down for in class together for the first time when we were in I think it was year twelve math. 
Um, so that was sort of the, we knew of each other, but that was sort of the first time we actually really got to mm. meet each other. And then um, the year after that, we yeah. actually started a band. And what was it called? It was called The Single Men. Oh, how yeah. Could you, how could you not remember a name that shit? Yeah, <laughs> I don't like to say it. It's not as a We changed it to the casual. Yeah, the casual. Then we sort of stopped yeah. doing that. And then, yeah, well, then we 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 graduated we high school. Left after. high school and they're like, oh, let's never yeah. do that again. And um, <laughs> yeah, then we uh, obviously yeah, stayed in touch throughout mm. the years. And um, yeah, we both started then started doing comedy basically. During and after, straight after high school, mm. I took a couple years to get into it. Yeah. Um, so when I was yeah. in year 12, I had this idea that I would do comedy in the talent show for our school. And for some reason, I thought that's got to be a surefire winner. Because, <laughs> you know, all these other people singing and dancing and doing <laughs> things that they've actually done before and practiced surely are going to lose to me doing comedy for the first time. So I wrote this set of jokes up and I actually said to I actually like said to Matt, like, you know, do you want like I've written these jokes, I'm gonna do it in the talent quiz. Tell me what you think. So we actually like got together at lunchtime to for him to like read my jokes. He read this and was like then don't 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 do fail. Get the hell out what are you thinking? Uh and I was, and I decided, oh, screw him. I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so I did these jokes, uh, and then I'm sure they were like, like they were what a 17 year old boy found funny. So I'm sure they were borderline, it was just completely oh. offensive. Um, and uh, and yeah, I was basically banned from public speaking at our high school. Like was- <laughs> you had the joke about the sperm bank. The sperm bank? I don't even remember that. Yeah, joke. oh yes. something about your dad or something. Something about my dad. Yeah, was... <laughs> oh, oh, please tell me this joke. What the what joke was that? I, I can't remember. The I just... only the only joke I remember from that was I had this thing. I think I've been watching a lot of Jerry Seinfeld. So I was sort of <laughs> sort of like it was kind of like a Seinfeld like impression almost, but not 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 intended to be an impression, but like it was like um, oh, you see on the the ad, the, the ads, they're advertising the ad Circle Pro now, and all you do is wiggle around. That's not exercise. What are they going to do? Come out with next the ad Triangle Pro? It was you know that level of <laughs> humor. That... It was like it was like Ben was an AI bot. That was my best joke. <laughs> I got it. That killed. That killed at year twelve. <laughs> It was, it was like it was like those um you know the those stories you read on like Reddit where they got like an AI bot to watch you know a hundred hours of just like, oh yeah <laughs> that was Ben at the uh, youth, 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 youth twenty eleven talent quest yeah did you enter the talent quest the same year no I I, no. I am a coward and I have very high, high levels of anxiety so but yeah we entered it we entered it together the year the year after that's but right. we were doing uh we were just playing music um and then we also like because matt and i were both prefects in high school yes it's oh. so impressive there was only about like they needed like 10 boys to be prefects and yeah. we had about 11 boys in our years so every, <laughs> in 
I think the number was actually, it was eight. Nine people put their head in the ring and like it was the, all the sevens were like, yes, those seven out of the eight, you know, that weren't me were like, yes, they're in. And then it was like me and like another guy that picked between and the other guy got expelled. So it was <laughs> sort of that room. So um, yeah. Yeah, so we're both prefix, and so we did actually play a couple of like we did start writing comedy songs in high school. Yeah, we wrote a song about this teacher called Miss Huddy. Um, let's not, let's not, it's just let's. Well, to let's, be honest, it was uh, it was actually very flattering. It was it was about uh, how much we liked her. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, he was a um. Was a was was you in the you had the academic oh yeah we wrote yeah we wrote a song <laughs> for academic week at the school. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't uh, yeah. yeah 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 we 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 moved on from those times. We we're oh, far yeah. more um, sophisticated and um, you know talented and good looking now. Uh, so your school band was that just the two of you, or did you have other uh, people like a drummer and things yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, it was like an actual band. We went to yeah. Rock Quest and we were terrible. Yeah. We, we, we did we get were through Rock so Quest. Like, we, we also went to Stand Up, Stand Out, which is sort of like a competition for school bands in Monaco. Yeah, yeah in, in South Auckland. Yeah, yeah. We just, we, we sucked even more. So, we, we just. We and just, apparently, the, yeah. the feedback I got from that was that I was completely out of time. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I was shocked by. But actually, that was, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, good things. Everyone was in like a, or wanted to be in a band at school, right? Matt Danaher, you would have definitely been in bass a band. Player. Or, were you a bass player? Bass, yeah. Absolutely. What was your band called? Um, well, there was a kid in our school called Brian Lord. So we did a band called Brain Lord, and <laughs> basically the idea was about he was a supervillain, like a, he, a, a oh. enemy of He-Man or something. Oh. <laughs> and he was just like really skinny kid as well. Um, was he in the band or no? No, he was. No. In he was. It was a friendly inspiration because he was very um, involved in heavy metal. Oh, cool. See, this was in rural uh, east of England in the like nineties, early nineties. So, yeah. I mean, if you were bullying him, at least like you know, it's, it was a very creative way of doing it. Like, it's really up there for bullies. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was definitely uh, quite a few of the members of the band were friends with him, and ah, <laughs> oh, oh, so oh, okay. it was definitely a, it was a tribute. Yeah, it was more mm. of a tribute. Oh, this... it was. Yeah, yeah, because he was a funny kid, actually. Yeah, we had a. I had a. I was in a band, even though hardly any of us had any talent. Our band was called Don't Throw My Pants Because I Love Them. <laughs> <laughs> and we record, well, we didn't record, but we wrote and started pulling together one song, and it was called Banana Insertion. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds incredible. Hey, hey, high class, high class music, I'll have you know. Yeah, got to get the band back mm. together. Oh. <laughs> If only if they're all in England. And... So you've already got two. You've already got two. Unless That's you're... right, yeah. <laughs> you might need to find a new job. I know. Then we can have you another fucking musical comedy duo in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Good, but well short of them. <laughs> there's, a, 
<laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things, isn't it? Which I guess could be a question is about when, how how much on a normal stand up comedy lineup, what's could what's a sensible ratio of musical comedy duos to other stand up? I think oh, just us for an hour, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's always going to be successful. Um, I don't know. It, it all depends, like, because no, no two duos are the same. No, not all duos are made equally. Um, they, they all, we all do different, different types of, you know, yeah. comedy. So I, I don't know. It all depends on what sort of, yeah, com- like. We're, I mean, I suppose yeah. the the best, like, because. Uh, it's definitely a gear change between uh, comedy and music, particularly for our music. Maybe not necessarily so much for someone like Ruby Esther, who does a lot more talking, mm. less music in her set. Mm. Um, but for us, which is like mostly music and mostly like uh, quite up tempo and high energy, it can be a bit of a gear change for the audience. Um, and it can kind of mess up if you put a comic particularly a comic who's like quite low energy, like after us, uh, because the crowd is just in music mode. Um, so normally, I mean, maybe you could do like, we are, for that reason, we normally put it like the end, either like last in the first half or like last on the night, just so we don't, it's, it's not yes. too much. Like it's okay to kind of like go up, but it's, it's, it's can be, it can like mess up the comedians who's on after us. Um, so probably like if you want to do stand-up and comedy maybe you do two and you have them in end of the first half into the second half or you could do i mean if you, you could even do a whole first half of just comedy whole first half of um music acts uh so second half of music acts if you wanted to do it that way but i suppose that's the only insight i've got into that question which is you probably want to separate them yeah that's a good point actually in fact one of the worst and first gigs i ever did i was on after you guys <laughs> and I am pretty low energy and it was it was, it was awful when it was at the ding dong oh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Gary Dooley uh, I you Gary <laughs> so how long have you actually formally been Tough Tiger Fist oh we, we were just talking about that before mm. so yeah so yeah Ben you started you started comedy like basically yeah, basically straight out yeah, of high school, out, so 2013, then, so 10 year anniversary this yeah. year. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and then we started doing, we started performing together in 2017, um, and that wasn't as tough Tiger Fist, but we did incorporate some musical numbers, like we used to do, you know, one show where we, we, we did like jingles and we did like uh, parodies mm. of songs that like we tried to parody uh sort of thing with ever music um mm. yeah and we wrote some songs like that were i think that they, they, they were right um but like mm. wrote some of the like the stuff that we play now we, we don't really have much that we have carried over mm. to, to now but um, there were some songs that so so basically first started being yeah. tough tiger fist when we did a show in 2018, I think it was, or 19? No, it was 2019. 2019, yeah. we did a show together. Yeah. It was one of these shows because we like we'd been doing we'd started doing shows together and, and as as a duo before then, but we just needed a name for the show. It was in the comedy, um, sorry, the the Fringe Festival, and we just needed the name. So we just put my name and Matthew's name in a random name generator. 
out pops tough tiger fist mm. we just went okay let's call the show that like not not call us that but that's going to be the name of the show so we you know made posters and whatnot that just say tough tiger fist on it um and the end and, and we did the show and, and we actually had some of the songs that we still play in our set mm. in that show like we, we wrote the song uh when my mum dies that was in that like yeah. og show so next time you hear it you're like man these guys need some new material because they've been doing yeah. that for <laughs> <laughs> four, four years five years yeah four, five years. <laughs> um anyway so we that was uh that show i think that's really the only song we actually took from that show but yeah, yeah. Um, and then after that, we just liked the name Tough Tiger Fist so much that we kept doing gigs. And rather than going Ben Cleland and Matthew Parker, we just we were just Tough Tiger Fist. Yeah, yeah. I have to say it's a great name. It's really evocative of kind of uh, mid '90s kind of British slash European kind of indie bands. I think like I mean, it rem- there's one it really reminds me of whose name I can't remember. I'm going to have to Google in a second while Darren asks you a question to have a look. But there was a whole load of bands that came out in a certain scene, and it definitely you would have fitted really well into that with your name. Oh, oh. oh awesome! Is that sort of like Electric Six? Hey, you were just mentioning before the show you really liked Electric Six, Matt. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they were yeah. part of that. Yeah, yeah, like um, yeah, in terms of like influence, yeah, that's. Yeah, it's sort of like Fly the Concords is a yeah, real obvious one, but um, yeah, we don't really, we don't, yeah, we're, we're both not as musically talented as Brett McKenzie. Yeah, but look, Brett has won a, an Oscar, so most music writing and so. Yeah, so, um, but Electric, <laughs> not, so, not to say that they're not talented, you know. <laughs> Gosh, I'm not very good at um, talking things up. Um, mm. But it's just the start. Their songwriting starts more towards the music side of things rather than the comedy side of things. Like the mm. the Clive Concords, it's all you know, it's 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 comedy and um, not just with the lyrical content, but also the style of music they play. They've got way yeah. more flexibility with that. And whereas the, Electric yeah. Six is more just like music that doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, and that's sort yeah. of yeah. I think yeah more, more of where I sit with. How I like in terms of influence, and um, yeah, I think yeah, with like Five of Concords, it's not just um, there's not just comedy in the, the lyrical content. It's also they also parody genres, mm. you know, and that, that tie in with the the content of the song. So that's yeah, they're really clever in, in that, that way as well. And that's um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's something I personally could emulate, <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, like just a few chords and um, making being silly. That's something I can totally do. And that's electric six. So that was that. <laughs> that's, that's, and that's there. Yeah, that's in my mind. You know, pop, pop. You know, pop music that isn't so serious. And yeah. that's um, sort of what I like to to make. So when you're writing and pu- and pulling the songs together, is one of you like a songwriter and one of you music, or do you co-write? How does the how does the whole thing work? Matt usually does the music. Matt, Matt's written the music pretty much all these songs. Um, uh, I would say Matt's also the ideas guy in in the tough. So pretty much every song that that we've that we've written <laughs> and play on stage, it was Matt who like came up with the idea. It was like Ben, we want to write a song about X. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I think I do. And then we sort of write the songs together. It's making me sound real lazy now, but uh, that's just the truth. I do write pretty much all of the raps. So whenever there's a rap part, oh, that's pretty much mostly me. Yeah. Um, but outside I, I mean, of that... So talking of, mu of musical duos, so sort of Matt, George, Michael, and your Andrew Ridgely, effectively, just like... <laughs> Maybe, Ooh, yeah. That is that is harsh. That is a harsh. <laughs> I was thinking more Lennon oh, and Harrison. Man. Who? Lennon and Harrison. That's what it sounds. Oh, about. Lennon Harrison was white. Was well talented. That's oh good. wait, wait, what? Hey, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Darren. Harrison was talented. Darren. <laughs> um, I do apologise for my co-host. I don't know what what has got into him today. <laughs> He's hiding. He's <laughs> Good. Well, he should. I'm making a complaint to the comedy guild. Yes. I would do. I would write to the chair and I would definitely complain to him. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I have been finding ways to try and get kicked off the guild. So if you could complain about me, that'd be amazing. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, no. But, like, yeah, I think, yeah, Ben is. He's a very good um, sort of person to bounce ideas with because he mm. all, all, doesn't just say yes to everything. Um, which oh, is, yeah. Which I is do weird. have we're, – we're, we're saying that I'm sort of uh, the sieve or the filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. Uh, Matt's pitched me many – like, what, like uh, he's, about three times he's pitched me a song about farts. So um, I am the wall that stands between yeah. your ears and songs that are only about farts. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. It's going to happen. He's going to break. It's been an honour. <laughs> break wind. Hey. Hey. Oh, dear. Uh, the, the, your, your Chewbacca song is one of my personal favourites. I hear there's an interesting story behind that song. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't actually really remember. I... I I don't really. I know. I do. Was, I do remember. You remember it, quite it but well, I, all I remember from it is that we we wrote it in your old apartment. No, we, we wrote it, it at. Uh, we wrote it at your you, old apartment. Did we? That we were flatting with the, you know, with those bunch of guys. Oh gosh. On your old L-shaped sofa. Oh, did we? Uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it actually gosh. doesn't matter. It could have been either. It doesn't change the story. Well, we were at your no, apartment and we were writing a song about your mum in terms yeah. of that, like, <laughs> and then we, we wanted to have a line about Matt's mum being, like, as hairy as Chewbacca or something. She's not. She's, very she's actually not a, a hairy woman. She's not but... hairy at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, we wanted, I don't know why we were saying that your mum was super hairy. I don't even know what the context was. <laughs> and then uh, I, I said the line, Chewbacca is a sexy motherfucker. And we just thought, fuck, that's a really good hook. Like, we just started singing that over and over again. And you're, you had already started, like, improv that, uh, basically, what is the chorus to the song. Um, and then we're like, you know what? Um, what, was it about, was it was that was that song supposed to be like about me finding your mum sexy or something uh, like that? Yeah, we decided to not, leave the Which I don't, but the reason <laughs> <laughs> she's not hairy, nor do I personally find her sexually attractive. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. 
You could just find her attractive without finding her sexually attractive. <laughs> you say you decided you know um mums were off limits like our own mums mm. other people's mums you know we might write songs about but um yeah, yeah so it was yeah. like that's a great hook let's just write a song about Chewbacca now rather than about Matthew's mum and so yeah. we just changed all the lyrics and there we go yeah mm. oh how good's that story <laughs> yeah so um yeah, I hope my mum doesn't hear this. Um, yeah. Right, she doesn't. Know, she doesn't know how to use Facebook. So, well, I, I would, I would call the title of this episode "Matt's Mum is Smooth as an Eel," but <laughs> that could refer could refer to my mum. So, um, I'm not do that. Especially as my parents do listen to this. So, thank goodness. Let's go back to you guys a little bit, a bit, a bit different now so outside of tough, tough tiger fist what do you actually do as day jobs i actually know what ben does but oh, i'm not going to spoil the surprise on that reputation precedes me it does and i'll tell you a story about it as well okay well <laughs> i'd love to hear the story so i'm i work as an employment lawyer and matthew works as a recruiter yes mm. Mm. so ben um could you sum up uh, availability in New Zealand employment law in one sentence? Oh, not in one That's sentence. Just a <laughs> Don't worry. The truth is, I probably could, but uh, it's but uh, wait, is that no? That was a joke, right? You don't actually want to learn about availability. Our I... listener, our listeners don't want you to. I'll talk to you about it if I see you in a bar. Okay, <laughs> you know what. Oh, I... As we're doing the recording off, I can tell you all about availability. Um, well, we're all match well because he's a trade union guy, so that's probably why he's asking you that <laughs> question. <laughs> oh, like we're sworn enemies. It's just <laughs> one of the most. It's just one of the more annoying bits of employment law. It is. But also, really we could talk about the Holidays Act. Yeah. That's another annoying bit. Oh, holidays Act. I could like I could do a whole podcast on the Holidays Act if you wanted me to. Oh, yeah, actually, so could I. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we could no. go hard it would be quite interesting to some people. Yeah, it's like comedy, politics, and employment law. <laughs> <laughs> and then me and Matt could go and do one about how difficult it is to recruit and find people. Yes. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I have to do that as well, and that is difficult. Yeah, I could yeah. talk from that there about that too, yes. Mm. <laughs> yes, absolutely, because I do employ people, but not as a recruiter. And know that recruiting is incredibly tough at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you know, if you do hire somebody, <laughs> you just give me a give me a, give me a bell. I charge two hundred and twenty dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good lord. That's that's not a joke. It's the truth. And oh, no, no, no one that's why I'm it. choking. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much I charge him for editing. Up and become a full time comedian. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't make a. I don't make two twenty an hour. My firm charges two twenty an hour. I, uh, not much of that goes to me, but yeah. So the story goes, Ben, that my daughter used to go horse riding, and the one day I was talking to someone, one of the moms at the horse riding thing, and I was I was on my phone, and she said, "Oh, you you got what are you doing? To are you doing emails or something?" I said, "No, no, I'm." writing comedy because I, um, I, I'm doing a gig tonight. I said, oh, my God, I never realised you were a comedian. She's like, you wouldn't believe it. I work for a law firm 
And there's a guy at our law firm who does comedy. He sings or something. I don't know. Um, God, he's the last person I think would be a comedian, but apparently he's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, who might it be? Because I, I know a few people in the comedy industry, but like, I'm not rich enough to know lawyers. And uh, as she said, oh, it's a guy called Ben Cleland. I was like, oh, my God, seriously? <laughs> that, so, is, that is the... It's a, it's like a very common thing. I think for most comedians, I hope, but not not just me, but it's a very common thing you get when you go, oh, you do comedy. Oh, yeah. you don't strike me as funny. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, you do. Oh, you do. Oh, I... Yeah, and the other one is, like, oh, you're so brave. I, yes. never, I yeah. could oh. never do that. Yeah. I could never... So when's your next show? Oh, no, not, yeah. not, not your next show. When's your next big show? Oh, God. And then people ask you to constantly remind them and they constantly never turn up. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't remind the, people. It's better than the... Sorry. Sorry, man. It's better than yeah. the uh, constant, like, uncle. Oh, so tell me a joke, then. You're going to have to... Oh. You're going to have to learn to tell jokes in front of other people if you want to do big beer for a comedian. <laughs> Every time you tell someone the, the, the comedy, the main thing you get, as you say, um, tell me a joke then. Hmm. Or that, or something funny happens that someone finds funny and they go, oh, a bit of material there for you. Oh, yeah, a bit oh, of material. Yeah, bit of material. Yeah. Oh, oh don't, don't put this conversation in your, uh, in your comedy set. <laughs> don't worry. Good news for you. <laughs> it won't well, be. Instead of, instead of the uh, tell me a joke, then is the somewhat even more kind of like arrogant, make me laugh. Oh, like, make me laugh. Like, oh. how? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't strike you as funny. You don't strike me as funny or make me laugh. Oh. Aren't Basically, they? actually, the rules are if you're at a party and people ask what you do for a living, there's several things you don't admit you do. One is you don't admit you're a lawyer. You don't admit you're a doctor. You don't admit you're a comedian. You don't admit you're a trade union organiser. You don't admit. Basically, there's a whole range of things you can't admit. So for me and Ben in particular, it's quite, and I imagine for you as well, Matt, as a recruiter, it's quite, when you're at parties, do you make jobs up when people ask you what you do? Yeah. But it's a bit harder in New Zealand where people can find out more easily. Yeah. Um, now I've never really lied about what I do um because there's a long time when i actually was partying where i didn't actually have a job so um yeah didn't really have much to talk about in that front but um yeah no i i, I don't know i really needed to um i i did find that i was getting like messaged on facebook a lot by people and i was like oh no i kind of stopped i didn't publish anything i don't have anything on my facebook or instagram about that that's like to work or anything. So, yeah. You didn't get it. Oh, you're a recruiter. Oh, find me a job then. <laughs> find me a job then. Come on. <laughs> get your phone out. Let's find something yeah, on no, there. You didn't, you, didn't, for me. you didn't strike me as someone that could get another person a job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I actually went for about six months to a year. Whenever I was asked what I did for a living, I told people I was a trainee priest. <laughs> And and there's some partial truth in that that I was once asked if I wanted to become a, a priest and go through training, and I actually turned it down. But uh, I used to just use that and say, "Yeah, I'm a trainee priest," because I knew about it. If people ask me questions, 
I could answer convincingly enough that people thought I actually was. Oh, wow. You're a training priest. I'll save my soul, man. <laughs> Come on, do a miracle. Surely, yeah. Surely that's another job you would admit to, though, because you'd get awkward questions. <laughs> the intelligence services, that's the other one you can't admit to. Yes. The idea is to make something boring up. Yeah. I work in a clove shop. So, no offense to anyone who works in a clove shop. <laughs> No, but even not. then, people say, "Can you measure me?" Can you measure me up? Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get good discount for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Ben, you mentioned that you were married. Yeah. I didn't mention that I'm married, but I know that you know that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you mentioned, no, you it mentioned it on the recording. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you said that your wife told you off oh, for going out in the rain. Right. You're right. You're right. I am, and. Uh, so tell us about your engagement. Uh, oh yeah, so this is a this is a story. I I mean, one thing that you, uh, you probably maybe know about me by reputation as well is I'm quite cheap. Um, <laughs> Matt definitely knows that about me. I'm quite cheap, <laughs> and I had this uh, this picture in my head that I would get engaged. I'd get engaged. Uh, come on, my wife would say yes, and then we'd let off fireworks. But I decided to sort of do it in like just like around like February, and the, like Guy Fawkes wasn't for like ages, so I couldn't buy fireworks and set it up. So instead, I thought I'd go to the um, the uh, Lantern Festival, the Chinese Lantern Festival, um, which would also go on like an early date to the Lantern Festival. So you know, in a way, it's romantic. We go to the Lantern Festival, I'd do it, and then I'd just use their fireworks, <laughs> and I could still have this great engagement. <laughs> so, like, week before the Lantern Festival, and I do mean, like, week before, uh, I just, like, ran down, got myself a ring, and then I put the ring in uh, Unpal or a red envelope. Um, and so, anyway, we go down to the Lantern Festival. I'm quite nervous here, and I go, oh, I don't want to be one of those guys who just, like, you know, it's, there's crowds of people everywhere. I don't want to be one of those guys who just, like, gets down on one knee in front of a crowd of strangers and, like, forces them all to watch. So, and then gets rejected in front of everybody, makes a great YouTube video. Um, so I, like, I grab Kamal, and I just, like, drag her. She's, like, quite, like, where, where the hell are we going? And I just drag her to, like, a dark sort of secluded spot where no one is around the only place i can find where no one's around uh and anyway so i i'd say to her look this is an unpowered it's for you it's it, this is kind of like um you know a new year where chinese new year we give people money and these these unpowers it, it's not chinese new year but you know just go with it open open the unpow uh and so she she takes unpow in her hand and like shakes it out into her palm she shakes onto her palm, the ring hits her palm, bounces, and just falls into the tall grass oh, and, and the dark. I oh. just immediately panic. I'm down on my hands and knees, packing around in the dark, looking for a ring. Kamal thinks like $2 has fallen out, and she's like, <laughs> why is he panning around in the, in the grass so desperately? Anyway, I eventually find it. And make a very smooth transition from being down on my hands and knees to be to kneeling now, and then you know pop the question. Cole says yes. Um, you spoiled the story at the start with the uh, with being married, but anyway, Cole <laughs> says yes, uh, and then um, 
And then so we, we leave this area, and that's when I noticed that the reason why there was no one around was because we were like right behind the portaloos. <laughs> so yeah, so no, I just proposed like right behind the portaloos at the Lantern Festival. <laughs> There's not much cheaper than being behind the portaloos at the No, no. and I mistimed it anyway, so we needed to wait around for like an extra 10 minutes before the fireworks <laughs> uh, And that's my story about how I got engaged. Yeah. And you're still together? Still together, still together, yeah. We got married two years ago, and we we're so, uh, yeah, and so she hasn't left yet. Who knows if she'll uh, come tonight, but... Is she from Waiuku as well, or from Ed's No, home? no, God, no. <laughs> um, no offense to anyone from Waiuku. It's actually funny when we're talking about facts before um, about Waiuku. Um, something kind of funny that happened um, was well, it's not funny. It's a bit, it's a bit sad. But um, Rose Matafeo, she MC. Mm. A um an event and basically in Waikiki every year they have this thing called the Steel and Wheels Festival, and a bunch of people with hot rods come to Waikiki and basically um all the bogans from Auckland just like come out of their little hovel and come down to Waikiki and she made a joke about just Waikiki being awful and the town like the town planner or like <laughs> I can't remember this town planner or like the the the, the mayor or whatever <laughs> basically. <laughs> wrote i don't know i don't think it was the mayor of our region but it was like the town planner or something someone high up quotation marks mm. um you know and why you could complained and said that you had to apologize and they basically forced rose matafeo to apologize <laughs> to for making a joke about <laughs> it was like in the stuff article and everything. It was, mm. yeah, it was horrible. So, if the town planner of Waiuku was watching, we just want to say we love Waiuku. It was planned very excellently. No complaints <laughs> yeah, here. I, I don't. I, I I was meant to look it up before we talked, but um, yeah. well, it's it's funny enough. Um, one of the local, no, somebody who was a candidate for the local board in Waiuku does listen to this podcast. So, oh, fantastic! <laughs> Did he hear that? <laughs> they might might be looking for a scandal. Uh, and in fact, that might help us. So I might even send them a little message once we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, the name of this podcast, Fuck Waiuku. <laughs> yeah. wow. I have to visit. My Worse family. than two a cow. <laughs> Your parents at least live like on the outside of Waiuku. I have to drive through Waiuku to get to my parents. <laughs> as long as you don't podcast. have your name and your face on your car, you'll be okay, I think. <laughs> I'm, I might be only... I'm the, I'm like, everyone in Waiuku drives like Utes. I'm like the only person that drives through in a Mazda Accela. So um, I'm pretty I'm a pretty easy target. Yeah, so if you're in Waiuku, you are looking out for a blue Mazda Accela. It's 2005. The license plate is... <laughs> no! Hang on a minute. We've already given people enough information here to do quite well at stalking you. So we should probably uh, yeah, hold off. I'm that. confident you don't know it because, uh, because you know that's the reason why I don't I don't let you pay for my parking so much because <laughs> you, you memorize my. Uh, I, 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 I know the first three. I know the first three. I know the letters. I, I can't remember the numbers. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> so have you um have you guys um obviously been 
getting pretty successful at the uh well you've been pretty successful since the beginning at the kind of comedy music du duo thing have you ever thought about doing anything else together Com in comedy in a comedy sense that's a good question i would like to try write a play um that's like a really lofty idea um because mm. i've only been to about two plays in my life um but i like the thought of it um mm. but doing something creatively outside of musical comedy would be good i also would like to do just like when I say play, I mean sort of more like a musical. And I mean, to a certain, yeah. in a certain sense, like this uh, show that we came here to plug that we're doing in Wellington called Sex Appeal, we've kind of written it to be a little bit like uh, musical in terms of uh, mm. a little bit like uh, somewhat structured like a musical with different themes that run through it and uh, with sort of like a very loose story that we've put together. It's uh, about us trying to buy a saxophone. Um, so it's a very, it's it's very, it's, it's, it's not a musical show. It is really just, you know, a, a comedy show. A bit, you know, it's, it's more a framework for the songs. But that's sort of what we had uh, yeah. designed it with the the intention being. It would be cool to sit down and, and write a whole a whole musical or maybe an ABBA style thing where our songs yeah. <laughs> we yeah. use our songs for the, the songs of the musical. We haven't uh, we haven't done that. No. Uh, and... um, yeah, I'd also like to do just like a, mm. a, a show where we just do parodies of famous songs, or we just do covers of really famous songs, but we play with children's instruments. And we just mm. covers. Just that's the that's the gag. Yeah, you've talked uh, like it, it's been uh, like we've talked about doing uh, a covers before in terms of like you know covering a, a really hardcore band like you know Rage Against the Machine, but doing a, doing like a stripped down like you know uh, what do you call it uh, a nursery yeah, like, rhyme but a, a lullaby version of Rage Against the Machine or something yeah. like that. That would be awesome. I would definitely would pay good money to see that. Yeah, I think I think it would be quite fun just to do something a bit stupid mm. like that. Um, For a while, we learned Bound Two by Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. Yeah, you probably don't want to do any Kanye stuff. To be yeah, honest, can't do that. I won't do that anymore. But um, <laughs> we did, yeah, obviously, we did like ever like <laughs> parodies. Like we did like mm. three ever parodies in our first show mm. together, and. Yeah, it's sort of something I'd like to go revisit, but yeah, no, just um, I think yeah, the main focus at the moment is just doing what mm. we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we're so, in hospital, oh, sorry, sorry. No, I was going to say, should we talk a bit more about your shows in Wellington? Because sure, that's one of the reasons. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, what's the what are the dates? Uh, so we're doing uh three shows over two nights. Uh, it's ten March and eleven March. Um, so we're doing one evening show, I think it's 5.30 on the 10th, and then we're doing two shows, an earlier show and a late show on the 11th. Yeah. It's at the Griffin Theatre. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's, uh, which is sort of, uh, I think it's around in sort of the Cuba uh, mm. section of yeah. um, uh, Wellington. Um, yeah, we've, we've been wanting to do a show in Wellington for a while. Yeah. It's, it's a cool city. It's known as New Zealand's arts city. I think even, did you find the conference come from Wellington? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, so, it's, you know, um, birthplace of acts like that. And so we wanted to go down there. We haven't done many uh, shows out of Auckland and we, we haven't done uh, any shows out of Auckland that we ourselves 
organized so we've, we've done you know shows in Hamilton on, on on other lineups that other people did so this is sort of our we are hoping to use this as a stepping stone to you know do Wellington if that goes really well maybe do an international show like Melbourne maybe do more New Zealand shows Christchurch yeah uh Whangarei Palmy um so this is this is a little bit of a trial for us it's the first time we've done it um and yeah yeah so um yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be an hour of we're doing all of our best songs. We're not doing it, uh, and and some other songs that we needed to do to make up an hour. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've got our two best songs and we've got the rest. Um, <laughs> You're slightly underselling yourselves here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not really plugging ourselves that well, are we? No, no, no. We're, we're good now. We're doing all we're doing all of our our gold, and so yeah. it's going to be a really funny show. And uh, like we, we've we've written over mm -hmm. basically the we, we've written the songs over the last year, like we taught last yeah. almost uh, six years, but uh, we just put wrote the show in the the last like two months, uh, mm. and. Um, yeah, it's about loosely about uh, a, a story about how Matthew and I want to buy a saxophone. Awesome. And, and have you got a um, local? Oh, sorry, Darren. No, I was going to say, and it's called Sax Appeal. Mm. Yes. Yeah, we're that's that's the appeal. We're hoping that we'll raise enough money to, <laughs> to buy a saxophone. We're actually we are actually raising money with the show as well. I should have said uh, we are donating all the profits to Music Helps. Uh, so it is actually a charity show from that perspective. Awesome. Um, so we, we won't actually be buying a sax with the profits. We're just going to be breaking even uh, and uh, hopefully uh, getting a sax in, in the hands yeah. of someone who needs it more than us. Yeah, the, the saxophone for us is the uh, friends we made along the way. That's the moral <laughs> of the show. That's, um, <laughs> that's wonderful. And are you going to have a local uh, local like warm-up or, or starting person or are you going you straight into going to. We are doing we are doing a secret gig, which uh, uh, as a warm up, which yeah. will be right before we leave. Um, that one's uh, that one's that one is a, that one is an invite only. Um, but we will be doing this this uh, show in the New Zealand Fringe. We'll also be doing that um, later in the the comedy festival in may so cool. we will be doing another whole set of it in auckland uh at the q theater in may mm -hmm. uh yeah we, uh, uh, they haven't announced the the yeah um, we're not meant to announce that until march yeah they haven't announced the the comedy fest uh line like program yeah, yet so. but we will definitely be doing it at the comedy festival in may so will cool. we get into trouble well you would you get into trouble with, yeah, if we I, I think... with this What's the worst that could happen? No, I think exactly. What's the worst that could happen? Well, I, because I can cut it out if you want, but I'll leave I it think, in if you, if you um, find. I like the idea of if we could, if there's not too much work, doing like another sort of yeah. Yeah, what, what what you'd mentioned at the start. Yeah, about, um, we'll just do another. Well, I'll cut that bit out. This bit, this bit out. Otherwise, it'll be very confusing for people. Yeah. And um, we'll just uh, we'll just re-promote this episode yeah. with a post for your show. In in when when the lineup comes up, you I just think, need to tell us and we'll do yeah, it. I think that would be great. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That's low. That's low effort for us. So, being a duo, have you ever tried anything like podcasting? 
Yeah, we did do we did do a podcast when we were in high school together. It was really oh, wow. awful. You can no longer find any of the episodes online because I made a, an intention to to <laughs> unlist them all uh, and take them down. So you can no longer find them. We had we only had one fan, which was a guy we went to high school with called John. <laughs> so shout out to John, hope you're still listening. <laughs> uh uh yeah we yeah we recorded that podcast we also tried writing a tv show when we were in high school um which was to be honest just a series of really uh offensive skits which also will never be released never <laughs> seen we, burned everything. we burned it that's bad we are not having stuff that we wrote as 17 year olds and 2012 cats lost now. No, 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 definitely not. No, there's if, if 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 Twitter and things like that had existed when I was that age, I would definitely have been cancelled. I know I would. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, because you, uh, you know, when you're when you're a teenager, you just say dumb shit, hoping to offend people. Like you actually want to yeah. offend people. Yeah. And then now you now with the benefit of age and not being a, a moron, you uh, I. <laughs> I've done my best to absolutely scrub the internet of any trace that I was ever more on. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's that's us. Yeah, so you can't find those anymore. There were some uh, funny episodes, uh, like uh, the, the Marmageddon. Yeah, yeah, we did a we did an episode about when uh, we ran out of marmites. Um, do, you, do you remember that? Either of you, were you like? Do, do you remember the Marmageddon? I think that might be before do, my yes. time. Yeah, it was like 2010, 2011. 20, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it was just on the news every. I'm gonna. I'm getting. I'm having flashbacks. Um, yeah. yeah. There was also a, a, a news story at the time about a Happy penguin Feet called penguin. Happy Feet. Yeah. yeah. But yes. did he die or did he get No, no. So yeah, it was like that week in in the news was just punishing. It was just old biddies at. At New World, getting asked about marmite, and they were just so upset that they couldn't have anything else. There's like eight other types of marmite, and 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 then it was just literally like there was just a story on that for ten minutes, and then after that there was about a twenty minute segment on this penguin that just showed up, happy feet the penguin, and then he swam off. They let him, they let him go when he was back to full health, and um, they they lost his um little GPS tag. Um, and they thought they thought that he got eaten by a great white. And, um, <laughs> they had like the town. I can't remember what town it is, but I'm pretty sure they had like a, a like a, a day of mourning for this penguin. Oh my god! <laughs> I was yeah. It I, must it, have been Timaru be, or Omaru. Must have been yeah, it was that. something something down south where like yeah. Nothing, um, and yeah, it just threw me over the edge. <laughs> leave. Mm. Yeah, it was a rough time. God, yeah. yeah it was, uh, it's like my brother lives in the UK still. And the other week he sent me a link to a BBC New Zealand article and went, obviously a slow day for news in New Zealand. And the headline on the BBC New Zealand page was, New Zealand faces Pavlova crisis due to egg shortage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That being said, I cannot wait for it to go back to slow, slow news days. Like, I feel yeah. like for the last, you know, we've been battered with 
floods, four people did. Yeah. Yeah. It's like worldwide pandemics, <laughs> we're all going to yeah. die. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, give me happy feet, the penguin bag. Give me Marmageddon. <laughs> when I first, the very first day I, I arrived in New Zealand and I put the news on in the Airbnb that me and my partner were staying in, and um, the second, the first news headline was an international story. The second news headline, which was the first New Zealand news, was about a lightning strike on a fence outside a church in the South Island. Where the f- and they showed you the fence, and it was undamaged. Like you could not even see the damage, but it had been hit by lightning apparently. And that was the second story. And, and I turned to my partner and I was like, "I actually think I'm going to like it here." <laughs> So what did you guys call yourself? What was your podcast duo name? It's not. It's, it's not. It's I don't, think, I don't think that's an appropriate thing. No, it, might, it might have been inappropriate. It might have been. No, somebody will be able to find it. If you give us a name. It's someone someone will find, find it. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I was heading, right? <laughs> Do tell us off air, though. I'm curious. Yes. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So um, obviously you've probably done a ton of gigs. You'd have done hundreds of gigs, right? Mm. Do you have any particular favourite gig that you've done as part of either a show or a festival or something like that? There's a few that spring to mind. Um, we did a gig at the Clarin, um in Mount Eden. Oh, yeah. That... that was run by Chester Jarrett. He runs a fantastic gig. Oh, you they know. packed out the clear room. Yeah. Honestly, it was like a it was a fire hazard, like was packing a, that many people yeah. in. Literally, like they had all the seating and that was all packed. Um, they had the, the everyone was crammed in like sardines, and then um in the part of the bar that it's in, it was so like if you have you both of you either been to Clearin? Yeah, yeah, I've been in once. Yeah. yeah. You go in, it's at the room at, right at the very end on the right. Yeah. Um, and basically that whole section was um, all people were sitting on, yeah. sitting on the yeah. stairs, like and then there's a staircase <laughs> going up into the top story, and everyone was just like hanging off the staircase, and mm. it was like every every bit we did, every line and every Everyone we just yellow, and every we just everything you know, people were just cracking yeah. up, and we, we just absolutely smashed it that night. That was probably yeah, and just we like, were even doing some new stuff, like yeah. we did that, yeah, yeah, it was um. Yeah, that was like a really, really yeah. good audience. A really, really good yeah. like for for an open mic that that we've that's yeah. probably the best that was open probably mic we've the done. Best open mic I've been to the the Ding Dong Lounge gig we did re- most recently. That was that was great. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we we it was our first gig back for a while because we we took a break to write, and that went that went really well. And mm. we were like kind of shocked it went that well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I guess. Other the first, uh, yeah. I suppose, you know, that, that first gig we did for Summer that we were talking about, um, yeah. you know, on the, sh- the show, it, it, well, it kind of it was a little bit ups and downs, it was a bit of a weird vibe, but we did we did really well, and then at the end they gave us a gift basket, so yeah, was, that was... That was pretty cool, yeah. I know, so we got a gift basket, so we're happy with that. Yeah, I mean, my parents really uh, still talk about that, that, uh, that show we did at you know that place that had all the um pool tables yeah was it ellis road ellis road yeah we yeah, did yeah, a yeah. gig in the fringe festival at ellis road yeah uh, ages ago that my, my parents really liked uh, they still talk about that, that that show yeah yeah we, it was a combination of our solo like 
bit so like we we both had like what 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then we did half an hour together as a duo so yeah yeah that was there yeah, i remember that gig being quite and good matt too. absolutely crushed it it was that was possibly because <laughs> at that point we were still like we still sometimes did like to, these days we only gig together but at that point we were doing some solo <laughs> stuff each um and so that was probably the best solo gig you ever did man you that was like <laughs> people were literally rolling in the aisles i think my mum always had a heart attack <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a good that was a good one mm. um yeah no th- th- i think those ones stick out but we've also had some like you know really nice you know sort of like mo- like big sort of like, uh, yeah when say yeah i guess you could call them like big gigs like we we did that gig in Ottawa um with nicarado that that mm. <laughs> wasn't our best gig um but it was still really nice to have it was sort of like a milestone achievement yeah yeah, yeah. and like our first like thursday pro gig with the classic like that that was obviously you know really good um mm-hmm. and also the gig we did in hamilton um that was yeah that, that that gig didn't go as well as we hoped but it was still yeah really good a moment to actually perform out of auckland and um yeah it was, it was really yeah it was a good time have you got any worse gig stories, like some funny stories? Oh, yeah. You don't have to name promoters or venues or anything like that. But no, I, I can name the promoter and the venue because they're long shut down. Uh, I did a gig at, oh my God, I forgot, what was it called? It was called... The universe doesn't want you to do no, it. <laughs> they don't want me to tell you. Um, <laughs> to be honest, they, they had a name that kind of like, it kind of sounds like a rude word. Snatch. I think it was Snatch. Oh. Anyway, that there was it used to be a regular room that everyone did and like but it shut down maybe like seven or eight years ago. Uh and it was kind of like Red Bar in that it was a very narrow space. Like you basically could only get in one row of audience members and you were like they were like about three feet away from you um so that seems it wasn't actually a really good setup but it was a regular open mic night that had been run for ages and ages and ages and everyone did it and so i went there it was the first time my uncle had actually ever seen me do comedy and there's this woman in the audience who is completely hammered and every single act she is talking to and heckling and it is every single act it's everything single thing they say it's just non-stop you know so the mc tries to get her you know to stop people try but they just can't anyway i go on stage and i think it's a clever idea that like um so i start by saying oh before i begin i just like address her partner who sat next to her kind of like where i'm sitting with matt and I say, can you just like copy me? And so I take my hand and then and so and like mime it so that he puts his hand when he copies me like over her mouth uh, to start the show. <laughs> this guy is like a bit of a, a, a numb nuts because he, he he does it like way too hard. Like I was oh. just doing that as a joke. He starts actually like smothering her, so she's like. <laughs> and actually, eventually he like she like wriggles out of him and just like runs out of the venue in tears um and just runs off into the night the guy doesn't even leave for like another good like two minutes um (laughs) he just he just starts so uh, my set gets off to a really weird start it's going really badly 
just because everyone's still like, what the hell did we just watch? And then I get to about halfway through and then she comes back. She runs in, she pops her head through the door and just yells at me, you ruined our anniversary. (laughs) And then runs off. I think she was doing a pretty good job of that herself, wasn't she? <laughs> wow, I don't know. I'd blame the husband, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure. that was one of the worst, if not the worst. Do you have a worst, man? Um, not, not really. Um, I think the worst one was probably when I, I first did Rock Week, I think it was 2016. I got to the semi-finals. Um, and I didn't go beyond that point. And then the year afterwards, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to do it again. And I didn't feel that confident in myself, but I did it anyway. And is you know, you can only do it twice. Yeah. And you know, it's a good opportunity to step up in comedy. And I, I just knew I wasn't quite ready because I just had some personal things going on. And um, yeah, I absolutely tanked it. And it was one of the yeah, worst gigs I've done in terms of, um, yeah, like nobody laughed. Um, I was really struggling just with my my routine. And yeah, I ended up just not doing comedy for about a year and a half afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. I start again until, until <clears throat> he hit me up and said, oh, do you want to do some, yeah, musical comedy and uh, do, do mm. some duo stuff? And then I got back into it. And then, yeah, it was really good. The rest is history. The rest is history, yeah. yeah. Thing is though, Ben, you're you're married. I'm married. Would you take your wife to an open mic for a wedding anniversary? Not for a wedding anniversary. No. Nah. That being said, that being said, we have we have knowledge that people in like like lay people don't about comedy. I mean, two things. One, it's weird for comedians that you think like comedy for for like a normal person is like an alternative to I don't know bowling or axe throwing you know it's just like a thing you go to if you want to have fun you know well for us it's like our whole lives for them it's just like yeah, maybe we'll do comedy tonight why not you know? um you know and then so so people go for that reason and then also it's like with open mics it's like when we we, we took uh matt's girlfriend to an open mic that um was actually gary dawley ran in Ponsonby and it was a terrible you know one of those open mics where the bar isn't set up well for it only the comics are in the audience everyone tanks because they're just telling their jokes to other comics and like maybe one punter who's normally being annoying anyway yeah one of those and it's just like the whole thing is is grueling we take her there and we go look it's just we really appreciate you coming, but you do have to like be prepared that like this it might not be the most fun night of your life. Like you might struggle. She's like, no, no, I, I can't wait to see some people bomb. Like God, I, <laughs> like you know, it, it's going to be so bad. It's good, right? Like it's I can't. You know, I'd love to see some car crashes. Anyway, she saw a lot of fucking car crashes. <laughs> Actually, car crash is not that fucking fun to be a part of, you know? No. <laughs> not in the slightest. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, you know, I w- definitely wouldn't take my wife to a comedy night uh, as a, uh, now knowing what I know. But would I have done it as a punter? Maybe. 
Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not open mic, like a definitely like a yeah, like a yeah. pro. Yeah, yeah, like or semi pro. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That'll be a good time. For... Oh yeah, yeah, or like uh, you know, actually, if you have a, a, a wife or, or, or someone you like to take on a really good date, there's this show in Wellington on um, yes. <laughs> March. <laughs> it's like Tiger Fist. And I can guarantee you that uh, you know they're going to really uh, they're going to really appreciate it. Um, I'm just going to re- reignite the spark in your love life, yeah. and they'll know that you care about charity. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So double whammy. Double whammy. Absolutely. So when you know you guys said that you were going to get together a couple of Fridays ago, and the flood struck, and that is. Is that how you kind of do your content development? Do you just kind of get together in a room or do you do a bit of ideas on your own, get together? How do you actually develop your content and, and your writing? I would say that we do it that way. We kind of do, we do try and come together with ideas that we've already got. So we do think of ideas on our own and just take note of them. Um, but then, yeah, when we get together, that's when we actually go, okay, we've got, X, Y, and Z idea, and and I've got you know these ideas, and then we'll just sit down with what we've uh, with what we've got, and and you know the ideas that sort of inspire us to write, we'll try and just write a song. It is a long process. Like I think the main difference, or one of the big differences between when we used to do solo, just stand up, and this act, is that when you're a stand up, you can just think of a joke in the green room. If, three minutes before you go on and just do it um but now it's like if we think of something in the green room before we go on okay make a note of that then we'll meet up with matt then we'll write it into a you know into verses and then we'll try and write music to it and then maybe actually we think the song's funny and it's got good verses but then we actually can't get a hook or a chorus that sounds good so that has to be you know so it's a lot more construction a lot more work goes into each like song than um than the work that used to really go into our solo stand-up that's even though you know so, you know uh, not including the solo stand-up that's where you know obviously think of the idea and then you develop it over time so work does go into those but to just get it to the stage to be our very first time that we're performing this song there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes yeah yeah cool cool okay well um is there anything else? We're, we're fast approaching the end. Um, and thank you for giving us so much of your time this evening. But is there anything else you want to promote, um, like merchandise or websites or, you know, anything really? Badges? Badges? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, 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 we do have merch, but uh, we have, uh, we're currently out of stock. Uh, we don't, <laughs> uh, they're, they're just T-shirts that say Tough Tiger Fist on it with a picture of, our faces uh you also cannot buy those online you can only buy those at live shows um but we are planning to bring some to wellington with us so if you really want a t-shirt then come and buy them off us when we go down to wellington and hopefully we'll still have some left in stock when we come back to auckland you can buy them off us at the live show then um uh, yeah i mean look we're we're on we're on instagram we're on uh, facebook we're on youtube um so yeah look it up look up tough tiger fist on any of those social media platforms you can find us we do have a website which um is is also there uh if you just google tough tiger fist you can probably find it we will find out our socials and our links to all of our other stuff is yeah. uh is, is on our 
social media anyway. So if you find our Facebook, you'll be able to find our website, you'll be able to find our Instagram, you'll be able to find everything. Cool. Okay, well, thanks again. It's been uh, it's been a good laugh having you on, and um, we'll hopefully get this up as as soon as practicable. You know, that'd be really great. Yeah, thanks awesome. so much for having us. It's uh, it was really fun. Yeah, thanks, Matt and Darren. And thanks, um, yeah. thanks, Ben and Matt, for uh, giving us your time this evening. It's uh, it's been a great, great, uh, great chat.